Welcome to Conversations with Connors. I'm your host, Adam Connors. If you listen to a bunch of podcasts and in general like the medium, then you're really going to enjoy today's conversation with Jeremy Streak. Jeremy's a San Francisco-based creative and founder-CEO of the internet media aggregator Podsource. Podsource is a one-stop platform for all things podcast. Think of Podsource as Netflix meets Google and Wikipedia. I absolutely love the concept and believe it has the potential to revolutionize the podcast industry. As a disclaimer, I do have to admit that I'm partial to entrepreneurs, visionaries, and generally those who get out of their comfort zones and take risks no matter what they are. Ironically enough, it's those who don't that I think are the biggest risk takers of them all. After all, uh, we're all familiar with the adage, the greatest risks in life are those you don't take. Jeremy's an easy guy to like. He has a fun disposition. He's well-traveled. He, like me, really enjoys good quotes. In fact, during our conversation, I'm pretty sure he might have coined his own when he told me that the entrepreneur's dilemma is having to create value from having little And that's where creativity comes into play, on the fringes and through desperation. I like that. All right, enough of my diatribe. Let me uh, tell you about today's conversation where we had the opportunity to learn more about his platform and how Podsource came to fruition. Jeremy's humble opinion, he shared with us what he thinks makes a good podcast and who are some of the better podcasters out there. Our conversation was loose and free-flowing, covering other things like a book that inspired Jeremy, the impetus behind Podsource, and some of his favorite quotes and how he uses them to help with his decision-making. For example, when hiring, if you couldn't see yourself working with them for 10 years, don't work with them for a day. We delve into relationships, how networking led to identifying one of his co-founders, as well as how important relationships are and how they lead to supreme collaboration, something that he believes is paramount. Jeremy also brought to my attention how having a podcast can be a great tool to build your network. I think this theory has legs and would like to test it. So if you like this conversation and are interested in connecting with me, please reach out and on the subject line, mention that you heard this podcast. But before doing this, kick back and enjoy listening to my conversation with Jeremy Streak. Jeremy, tell me about Amblyopia. Ha, I didn't think you were going to start with that. Yeah. Um, what, what tipped you off? So, all right. So basically, I, I have amblyopia. It's a somewhat rare vision disorder. Basically, I have 20-20 vision, maybe more than 20-20 vision in my right eye. And in my left eye is actually like 20-100, probably worse, because I don't wear my contacts that often. I mean, it's basically a maladaptive you know, connection between your brain and, and your eyes. So it's something that I don't notice at all. You know, I go through my regular day and I feel like a normal person. I've become, you know used to the situation to the point where I don't if I had 2020 vision in both eyes I don't know I feel like I'd be reaching for doorknobs in the wrong direction <laughs> um but it's definitely you know influenced the way I live my life in a lot of ways how long have you had this how long have you been aware that you've had this so I discovered it kind of late we used to go to the eye doctor like every you know parents would take their kids and I would cheat on the eye tests 
I think this was, I mean, now I see it as cheating at the time. I didn't understand cause I was, you know, three or four years old and I was just trying to answer the questions correctly. So they didn't discover it until I was in kindergarten. And at that point, it's a little bit late. You're what, like seven, six or seven years old, which is later than most people treat it. So at that point, it was kind of like I patched it. So I was walking around. My friends still goof on me sometimes that I wore a Band-Aid on my eye, essentially. But it was just something that I, you know, took in stride and, you know, kind of dealt with on a daily basis. What does dealing with it mean? Oh, I mean, I used to run away from my mom. She would chase me around a dining table and I would be like crazy because, I mean, I would walk around in in a day and couldn't see, basically. So, I mean, as my life has, you know, continued, I've gotten more and more used to it. But I think it also has probably influenced certain aspects, you know, made me think and look at things in a different way. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, takeaways from this some things a heck of a lot more challenging, but what are the positives that have come of it? Hmm. I think it's made me a really, you know, gritty kind of resilient person. And when uh, I, how am, so expand on that, I enjoy putting myself in, in difficult, stressful situations. I, I know how that sounds, but I think it's actually really beneficial. And I think, you know, overcoming something like that, you know, when you put yourself in a tough circumstance and you're able to achieve what you set out for is extremely gratifying, at least for me personally. So I've continuously, you know, I, I'll do things alone that people would be shocked that you do alone. I drove across the country by myself and stopped in, you know, a bunch of places with my friends is an incredible experience, but they're just things, you know, I, I guess traveling is a common theme. I went to Cuba recently alone and, you know, me and my camera just experiencing as many different things as I can and not necessarily worrying about the difficulties that I'm going to be confronted with them. Cause I know that I can, in the moment we can figure out a way to get around it. Awesome. So I guess you must subscribe to fear being a uh, acronym for a false expectation about reality. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense that way, right? Like people get paralyzed and, and you know, stunted and just overthink. I, I fall victim to this myself all the time. You know, you overthink a situation, whereas really to go back to like my road trip across the country, each day it was just wake up and drive and find somewhere to sleep that night. You know, if you look at it as a trip 3,000 miles from Rhode Island to California, that's a big deal. But it's really not a big deal, right? It's just one day at a time you're doing, you know, something that's manageable. And I think that's where people get hung up on their fear. You just got to do something every day and put the concerted effort in and do you know, focus on it. And then it's not that hard. Do you apply that philosophy to everything? Oh, absolutely. I think it's because I'm also a kind of a, a creature of habit too. Uh, actually, this piece of paper right next to me has a, I didn't write this down, but it says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. This was just on the bottom of the paper. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's Aristotle, by the way. Uh, I mean, that's incredible. And that's something that I definitely subscribe to. You are what you do every day. 
just like you are the the five people that you associate yourself with, right? That's funny that you say that. That's a Jim Rohn quote. Mm. And uh, the last person that was actually sitting in the seat that you're in. Said the same thing. Yeah, we had a long talk about that. Um, hmm. it, it's a networking, well, it's a, I guess it's a life thing. But Interesting. Yeah, it's not just the five people because a lot of people just think, oh, it's well, it's wealth. It's not just wealth. Yeah. It's wealth. It's health. It's well-being. It's how you interact with people. It's what you give. And, and it's just the whole a big philosophical so topic. would you would you argue that it's the five people you surround yourself with is what makes you adam connors or it's the 200 people in your network that are what make you adam connors the answer is both it's those immediate five that make me more adam connors mm -hmm. that's those are the people that are going to you know challenge me to raise the game mm. those are people you're surrounding yourself around that you're you're echoing a lot of the things that they're doing you're believing in some of the things that they're doing and or even if you don't you're challenging their thoughts or you're challenging what they're doing which right. again which is essentially you know rising tides uh you know lift all ships mm -hmm. so yes but again gr great quote so you're doing something really interesting and jeremy's who's on the show right now is the ceo and founder or yeah, co -founder. yeah yeah it's just strictly yours right yeah yeah okay awesome i have a couple people we're involved with but a partner but but yeah. this is your brainchild yeah awesome the brainchild that we're talking about is PodSource. And PodSource, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'll give you my layman definition of what it's it is. It's better that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a mix of Google, Netflix, and Wikipedia for podcasts. So what they do, what he does is he's created this really cool platform that essentially podcasts can be hosted on. But they're distributed, like other platforms, to multiple different media outlets within the podcasting world. But what's really cool about PodSource is that it allows people, the, you know, anyone who's interested in this whole podcast universe, it really should be the first stop. It should essentially kind of be the Google of your podcast because you might not know what you're in the mood to hear that day. What you can do is log on to PodSource and type in, hey, I'm in the mood to hear about Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn might come up on multiple different types of podcasts. It could might come up on Adam Connors, like Conversations with Connors here, might come up on Tim Ferriss. It could. So this way, you then have a, almost a, a menu to choose from and to hear a little bit more about that. Is that a fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that. You did a, a good job explaining it. <laughs> um, perhaps better than I could. But I mean, so yeah, that's basically just creating, you know, a an organized, we're organizing a disparate set of media, you know, where podcasts are, they can be in a thousand different places. You know, the beauty of them is also the detriment of them. They can come from anywhere. They can have audience from anywhere about anything. Right. But right now there's no real way for the audience to connect with its creative and it's create the creative to connect with its audience. So we're kind of, you know, unifying the medium and making it something that people can really, you know, latch onto and, and make their own and find their, you know, connection. Yeah, I think that's great. It's funny because the, the, the podcast industry is booming. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's exponential. There's thousands of them out there. A lot of them don't really have much long uh, shelf life, but there's some really good quality ones out there. And it's in my opinion that you know, because I've had many people say, oh, you know, a podcast, what's a podcast? Or no, I don't listen to podcasts. Almost like, you know, they're being labeled when it's like, you know, take a step back. There's there's information out there for everybody. Mm -hmm. You just need to find one that's kind of in tune 
with what makes you tick or something that you're interested in or something that you would be want to be interested in. So it's not just for self-help. It's it, it could be sports. It could be entertainment. It could be, it could be for self-help. It could be for diet. It could be, again, like I said, it serves so many purposes. So I really like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to interject a bit, I mean, so many different purposes, you can't emphasize that enough. And one of the things we're doing at PodSource is we're trying to encourage people to flex their creative spirit in literally any way that you can imagine. You know, there could be a podcast for anything. And we are working on some really, you know, interesting, very unique style podcasts that I've never been. Give me one. Sorry to cut you off, but you you piqued my interest. All right. So I'll give you one. And if anyone's really passionate about this, feel free to reach out to us. So we are... Well, before they do that, how do they reach out to you? So you can reach out to me. I'll give you my email. Uh, it's J in my last name. So jstrike13 uh, at gmail.com. All this, just so you know, will be in, it'll be in the show notes. So for anyone, you don't need to stop what you're doing if you're driving. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but right. keep going. Hold the phone. <laughs> yeah. uh, or don't hold the phone, actually. Basically, one of the ones that we're working with is chefs, cuisine, things like that. Imagine you are, you know, you get home from work and you're making dinner for your family, right? And you get home, you lay out all your ingredients and you heard about this dish on a cooking show last night, chopped, who knows? And so our in-house podcaster is a food scientist and giving you background on your, your dish and helping you, you know, walking through the steps as he or she cooks it on their own, right? So it's interesting for you. You're getting, you know, there's timing. There's one of the things about our platform is the visual side of it as well. So you're not just listening to this episode. If you want, you can look at the uh, the more textual side. So, I mean, we'll have the ingredients list and we'll have the the steps and and so on from there. Um, so and so all the notes. So you went back to talking about information. That's one of the things that really, really, really provokes some deep thought for me. I mean, that's kind of how this all started. And we can talk on that a little later. But was the, you know, kind of obsession with how much information is, you know, locked away in podcasts and in just any kind of broadcast, you know? When you say that, you mean that's not available right now? So that's why you're doing this? So, I mean... So what uh I don't know your your last conversation is available to any of our listeners to hear, right? Mm-hmm. But first of all, it's hard for them to discover it. Second of all, what was actually said in your episodes is a black box, right? There's no way for these people to find out if you mention, you know, Ian Rappaport on the episode before, or, you know, you mention Mark Marin or Barack Obama or anything. So if you talk about Bitcoin and someone searches Bitcoin, but, and they know, they know, oh, you know, Adam Connors, like I like him. And they see that you were talking about Bitcoin on an episode, you know, that's an amazing way for them to, you know, they know they're creative. They know that you are the guy who connects with them and that they can understand what information is coming across. So they'll be able to now learn about cryptocurrency, but 
from someone that they never knew had talked about it before. Well, that's interesting. It's funny that you bring up cryptocurrency too. Hmm. Uh, ironically enough, I was at a dinner the other night with a gentleman who is the head of, I forgot what the term's called, but he's also a fellow for Stevens College. Mm. And, you know, one of the things that they're in the technology area, specifically uh, cybersecurity, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yeah, blockchain is really good yeah, for that. Well, yeah, that's what, yeah, actually, he was telling me it was, it was very interesting. So uh, blockchain was a, a big topic of discussion. I'm sorry to sidetrack. Let's get back to you. <laughs> uh, but um, so the platform idea sounds great. Uh, it's amazing that no one else is doing this. Did no, we think the same you? thing. Absolutely. It surprised me. And that's kind of one of the things that, you know, jump started this idea was, I subscribe to that that concept where you you create something that you want yourself, you know, because there's at least a million people like me in the world, you know. I mean, if you play the numbers, people have similar interests, even especially in this interconnected world. I I realized, and then I started, you know, kind of talking to friends and family and seeing if they would use a uh, a platform like this. And everyone's like, there's not something like that already. So there is, you know, Apple's podcasting app and Podbean, Stitcher, things like that. They're all kind of uh, parrots of each other. You know, they they do the same things. They, they, they run the same race. And we're kind of, you know, we're, we're making a new path, we think. We're, we're running a different race altogether. So obviously, I mean, someone like Apple has, they have the resources that if we had these resources, it would be game over, you know, but there is also some, some hindrances to that. You know, it's, it's kind of like, um, the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur's dilemma, you know, you have to create value from having little, and that's where creativity comes into play, you know, lives exactly on the fringes and, and in desperation, you know, so that's why, where I think we come in and have, you know, this unique solution. That's great. I mean, it seems pretty labor intensive. I've got to assume. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's really what's holding us back on this. I've gotten some, you know, like offers of people that are really interested to be involved, but I just can't afford to pay them all right now. And while we're, so we're able to achieve a lot while keeping very lean. That's thanks to my, you know, my, my business partner, he's the man, uh, seriously a genius. Let me ask you this to interrupt you. And I'm sorry to do that. There are a lot of people that listen to this show are executives and do pretty well financially. Could this be a capital raise play right here? Is it, are people, would you, are you guys taking? Yeah. Yeah. So yes and no. I mean, we're not actively setting out there, you know, making fundraising plays. It's more, and this is maybe a personal value of mine. I want to find people that are fundamentally appreciate what we're doing more than are just trying to make money off of the idea. So so what you're looking for essentially in VC speak or capital raising is you're just looking, you'd be looking for smart money. Huh, yeah. yeah. You know, there are a lot of people that listen to podcasts, you know, yeah, that absolutely. Are, and that get it, they understand the value of it and can see the future of yeah. what it is exactly that you're doing. So again, not to make this a capital raising play, but that's, you know, for those of you that are listening, Jeremy is a, is a really sharp guy. He's got a good vision. So I think as you'll learn as the conversation unfolds, but I would encourage you to reach out to him and see if there's an opportunity there. So back to PodSource for a second, great platform. 
really interesting in in what you're doing uh how did it come to fruition and i appreciate the the kind words and and such okay so basically i i mentioned the the road trip across the country so this was me you know being you know kind of contemplative and i just finished college and i'm really you know just dreaming about a lot of things have a bunch of ideas going to the cliche i'm going to the promised land you know and i get out there you know i'm don't have a place to live yet. I was figuring that out on the way. This is in San Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get there and I, I sublet a place for a month. And, you know, this this place is nice in downtown. I'm kind of just dreaming about the things that I want to do. You know, I, I'm, uh, I like writing a lot. So I was like, get involved. I was applying for like, you know, the San Francisco Chronicle and things like that. And do some photography. So kind of on like the journalism side. And then I've always had an interest in media and film. Um, so I had an idea for like a, an app for for that. But eventually what what came to pass was I recognized that I was just splaying out in too many different directions. You know, you have to put in, like I mentioned before, the effort in a focused manner. And I said to myself, okay, what is the most manageable thing that you can do in this moment? What is the first step to launch you into these things that you want to achieve? I didn't have an answer for the question right away. And then a few days later, so I'm at a coffee shop. There were the vestiges of this idea already existed, but I'm at a coffee shop and I'm sharing a table with this older woman. And I don't think we ever exchanged names, but she was a teacher at an elementary school or she wasn't even a teacher. She was she worked with the teachers at the elementary school. So we were just talking and I eventually we we started discussing how science is, you know, leaking into lower education, more like evolution and, and more high end science is being dumbed down, so to speak. So there was this book that I'd heard about on a podcast and I could not for the life of me remember the name and you you guys That's you happened all, to me so many you times you know that feeling it's torturous like i was there for the next 25 minutes just trying to figure i was going through my notes i was taking notes at the time on the podcast i was listening to and i was going through my notes until i had that eureka moment and i found the note for jared diamonds the third chimpanzee he has a kid's version of, or it's like a teenage version of the third chimpanzee, which is a book on evolutionary biology. And it just all clicked at that moment. It had already been percolating a bit and definitely probably in you know my subconscious, but I was like, okay, there needs to be a note-taking platform for this. And that was, you know, the bottom line of PodSource at the beginning. It was podcasts, oh, it was Wikipedia for podcasts. And it's still, that's still there because that's where my, you know, my passion lies. I think that there's educationally so much depth. I mean, I think down the line, you could teach classes on podcasts, you know, it's its own media form. There's um, on a Tim Ferriss show episode, I think BJ Novak, he, the guy from the office plays uh, Ryan. He's, I think he's one of the writers. Smart too. guy. Yeah. 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 Really smart guy. I went to Brown, I think. Oh, no. um, but he says something along the lines of, um, I love listening to podcasts all day. It's an extra hour of reading. And I was just like, it makes perfect sense, you know, for learners, people that love learning and, you know, entertainment, I think is 
a form of learning also. So they're entertaining podcasts. It's more like social learning. What I'm getting at is I think there's so much depth that's kind of uncovered. And once people are able to be quoted and cited and interlinked, you know, having a Wikipedia for this kind of platform is something that the world will benefit from tremendously. I agree. So you've been listening to podcasts for a while now, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone's in particular, is it fair to call you an expert on podcasts at this stage? I don't know if I'd call myself an expert, but more of an evangelist. Gotcha. Are you being, <laughs> are you being humble? I don't know. I'm not the most humble guy, so probably not. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I, I appreciate your candor, but um, it's fair to say that you're probably more of an expert than most. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there was a period where I would say I'm an expert. And now that I'm working on this platform, I still listen a lot, but not quite as much as before. And it doesn't work for everyone. But I was listening to podcasts probably like two or three a day. I would listen to them unrequitedly when I was working out, which some people can't do, but I found it wickedly stimulating. And it keeps me at the gym. Yeah. And you know, it's exactly, it's a reason, you know, to go and work out. You say, I get to listen to this, this podcast. So, you know, one of the, the issues with that was I would pull out, I would have a note card in my pocket. So I'd be working out, you know, finish a set, and then I would have a thought. And I would have to write down the note from that episode. And it just became too much because then I would have to go into my computer and type out the notes that I'd written. And it was just, it was not realistic to continue that way. So I was just like, okay, we need to, we need to open source the note taking world for podcasts. And I think that's what we're moving towards. Interesting. Well, so in your humble opinion, (laughs) what makes a good podcast And then what are some of the better podcasters out there? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Okay, I'll answer the second question first. Everyone and their mom loves Tim Ferriss, right? He's he's That's a safe one. Come on, man. I know, I know. Well, he's a master. He's a master. (laughs) So I mentioned before to you, I really enjoy James Altucher. I think he's a super genuine guy and really smart and intelligent. Who else? You know, I really appreciate Dan Harris, too. He's really, you know, vulnerable and and just says what he thinks and, and is able to connect with his listeners. What's his shtick and what's uh, so, what makes him? Oh uh, well, he's so he's a um I don't remember the the news company NBC ABC. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, he has a really interesting story. He's actually a meditation guy, gotcha. but he has really cool guests, and he's interesting himself. I mean, he he had a mental breakdown and on the air. And he, so he's been in, he went to like Iraq for reporting and maybe I'm, I'm bungling the situation a little bit, but he basically came upon like, you know, contemplation as an outlet. And now he talks, he, he talks very openly about, you know, his issues and his guests, you know, Russell Simmons was on the podcast. Inquiring Minds, I said before, was, was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. That's more of like a science, you know, for really fundamentally curious people, there's there's some really, really cool content. So what about the people out there that maybe are just listening to this show because, you know, maybe they know me or maybe mm-hmm. they know you, and that's the only reason that brought them to this show. What would be a podcast or a podcaster that you would recommend somebody check out that opens up their eyes or I should say their ears hmm. to the world of podcasting? Well, Okay, so let me answer that in a different way. I mean, there's two ways really to go about, you know, getting your podcast fix. 
So we all know the celebrities that resonate with us, right? The the people that are already putting out content that that resonate. So if you know that you love Jamie Foxx, you can search, and this is one of the things that Podsource is you know banking on. You can search for Jamie Foxx and find out the episodes that he's on, and then. You know, that's kind of how you so you see so you're kind of sticking your foot in the door without actually committing to uh, the podcast. So, OK, so the Joe Rogan experience yeah. with that's an amazing show. He's he's I, he's an he's alien in a great yeah. way. Yeah. He can talk about so many different topics and for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So Jamie Foxx on Joe Rogan is awesome. I loved the one with Action Bronson on uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, also. really? Yeah. yeah. He's, I, a, I, he's yeah. a rapper and a chef. I've only listened to one because you just can't, you get roped in. It's hours. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, you know, it could be three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to just like <laughs> plan it out for, uh, a, you know, you have a long drive or. Um, or you're doing a triathlon. Yeah, you're doing a triathlon, <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to be in the gym for the entire yeah, day. Yeah. You're going to get quite a workout that day. <laughs> yeah. Right. He pumps you up a little too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's great. His story's great too. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, okay, cool. So what are other ones? Just good ones to get started. I, I actually think that your platform is going to be excellent, especially yeah. for the people, you know, that, that need a place to yeah. go to, to, cause even myself where, I mean, I know of so many, but there, you know, I'll try to mix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, actually this morning I went to go mix it up and it took me like 20 minutes. Yep. I sat 20 minutes of my gym time was trying to sift through and try to find a new or a good podcast. And truth be told, it was frustrating and it cut into my gym time. Mm-hmm. And you probably didn't enjoy the podcast as much because of that. Yes. And no, what ended up happening is I kept cutting it off. Oh. So I'd start, I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks, you know? Yeah. And, and, and hopefully that's not what's happening oh, that's here. That's even right worse, now. honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so hopefully it's, it's, you know, I think it took me three podcasts to get into the, you know, and then I had 20 minutes left at the gym. Right. Yeah. And you know what? So like one of the things is once you start this having your your pod vault is what it's called, you know, your collection of podcasts, we're able to curate it even better for you, you know, kind of like how Spotify does. So you'll have suggested podcasts that people who have similar tastes as you have also enjoyed. Love that. That's like what Netflix does. Yeah. Same thing. So, okay. So you asked for some, some other ones. So if you're in like the business sphere, my by far favorite is Invest Like the Best with uh, Patrick O'Shaughnessy. He so it's sponsored by Fidelity, I think. This guy's awesome, and he gets really, really, really interesting guests. So we mentioned like cryptocurrency before. So there's a, it's called the Hash Power Podcast. It's it's on Invest Like the Best. So he has three parts, and he has probably like ten different experts that break down what cryptocurrency is and blockchain technology. So like the first episode is understanding blockchains, and then the next two are the people's opinions on it. That's great. I mean, that a lot goes into that show. That's when you're spending some money. Exactly. That's not for your average podcaster if you're, you know, sitting in my shoes. Exactly. Yeah, but that's yeah. cool. That's like like NPR, you know what they do? Yeah. They kind of cut in and they edit. I was I'm, right. I'm looking into that and I'm like, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a big undertaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a different, you know, it's almost a different genre too, I think. Yeah. You know, like maybe we could, if we're equating it to film, like this is more of like an indie an indie film yeah. and something like that would be you know 
20th Century Fox. Yeah, then you're then you're in Pixar Pixar action. Yeah, <laughs> right. And there's a place for both. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, I love Coco, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? There's something to be said too. Like, so so I've got a friend. He's got a podcast. It's called Ten Thousand Nose, mm-hmm. and it's cool. And I'd recommend you check it out. His mm-hmm. name's Matt Del Negro, and, and and he's an interesting guy. He's an actor. He's been on The Sopranos. I think he's on Scandal oh, cool. now. Who was he in Sopranos? Um, you know, I've never seen it. So oh I man! I know, I know, I know. I need to see Sopranos. Yeah, I'm behind. I'm not a TV guy. Mm. Um, and, and he's been in a bunch of movies. He's been in a bunch of stuff, and he's mm-hmm. a great guy. And his podcast is so, you know, for anyone who knows him, it's him. There's no. It's raw. It's unedited. He'll be clearing his throat in the mic mm-hmm. to talking about messing up. I mean, it's just, and it's about, and it's called Ten Thousand Knows because he's an actor and he figured at some point that it took him about 10,000 no's until he got his first break. Absolutely. And that's kind of, he's got a, a steady theme. He gets great people on. And to me, it's one of the better podcasts out there just because it's so, it's not, there's not an iota of it that's been contrived. Mm-hmm. No, that's really awesome. I mean, just the, so I, I've never heard of this podcast. Um, sorry, It Matt. just came out in July. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just came out in July. So, but well, I mean, that concept is kind of amazing too, though. And I think that's actually how, so if we want to circle back to like my networking story a bit, oh, we do. Um, yeah. So <laughs> talking so, my talk. Well, so, so I'm still young. I'm, I'm building a network, I guess. Building relationships is really how I how I look at it. I have been reaching out to so many different people. And I mean, one of the issues for me actually is I really want to communicate with the people that I admire, you know, like the people that have helped me, even if they don't know it. Someone's book that I read, a podcast I listened to. So I will spend way too much time trying to get in touch with like someone like Tim Ferriss or like anyone in that domain well give but, me if i can interrupt give me an example like when you say you spend too much time how much is too much time and to what extent have you gone well, okay and, and- so what i'll what i'll say is i could be more effective in uh so it's a lot of emails and just trying to be like creative kind of networking mm-hmm. it would be just like sending emails when i shouldn't be you know when i should be doing something else more productive or maybe it's like at night when, you know, I mean, we all know that's kind of damaging to like your psychology is sending messages at night about work. Like, but what I've kind of been doing is just like a spray and pray approach. And I've met some really awesome people because of it. And I kind of think that's how my my co-founder my, or my partner rather has. I think that was how he came across me. Also, one of these little just smatters. So that's kind of, I guess, to to circle back, like my networking approach has just been find as many people that are smarter than I am, wiser than I am, older than I am, and have different experience than I am so that I can learn and kind of absorb their knowledge, their tutelage. And I mean, not ever, like I can rub people the wrong way because I'm high velocity and, you know, I don't do small talk really or anything, but when I have like a resonant connection with someone, it really it's it's like immediate and it's very, very helpful. And I think those kinds of networking connections, the ones that are like true and and hard are the ones that are like really are worth 10, you know? Agreed. Your philosophy is interesting. There's no, who am I or anyone else to say it's right or wrong? Mm-hmm. The kind of spray to get it out there. Fine. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you've identified the people that you are going to connect with. You shouldn't force it. It should be organic. So in terms of taking these relationships to another level, 
those people that you have identified that are wiser, whatever it is, the criteria it is that you're evaluating the people that you want in your network, then what you've got to do is develop those relationships. Mm-hmm. So, so being good at making those connections and finding those, that's a skill in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And everybody has different skills and brings different things to the table. But then at that point, you need to nurture those relationships. Right. And I can't begin to tell you, that's where most people drop off. Yeah. You know, maybe people will remember you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good guy, smart guy, this and that. But the social capital wanes over, and, and social mm-hmm. capital is essentially the outcome right. of the connection, the trust that's been built. Mm-hmm. But that social capital wanes as time goes on if it's mm-hmm. not kept up. Right. So, what I'd recommend out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, to some degree. And listen, things happen. People get it in life, but mm-hmm. it's just those those important people you really want to maintain that relationship. And so, and, so, and sorry, I'm interrupting you. So, how would you go about identifying? Is it just a key feeling, a gut feeling? Do you have to do your research? How do you identify those people that are the real connections? You need to just get to know them. Yeah, and they need to get to know you. And and it's not just about what they can. You you need to be at the stage of your your career is providing value to them. Mm-hmm. Let's just take you and I, for example. So mm-hmm. you came referred through my CFO and, and my my strategist. And, and the way that we were introduced was Aaron introduced me to you as someone that could really help me. So, so you came in already providing value to me. Mm-hmm. So you came in, and I'm not used to that because I'm usually the guy right. providing value. But you led with providing value. Mm-hmm. So there was value already established. You know, you were already doing that's the best thing that you possibly can do. And you'd be surprised at what value everybody has value. And that's a lot of times people Mm -hmm. have problems with is they don't think that they bring much to the table. And that's actually not the case because there's so many things that you can that you bring to the table that you might not even realize, Mm. you know. So and I can get into that in a whole other (laughs) that's a whole other conversation. So back to what you were saying. So, okay, so you identify these people and they might not, you know, you've got to look at things in the bigger picture. So someone might not be able to help you per se right now. But uh, maybe later. And I wouldn't recommend that you you maintain the relationship just because what they can do. Mm -hmm. It's got to be that connection. Do you like these people? Are you going to want just because someone's successful now, they might not be successful later. And if you don't like them and you don't genuinely think that they're good people, you're not going to want to use some of your, you know, quote unquote, social capital, maybe helping them with someone else, putting your name behind them if you don't believe in them. Mm -hmm. And that's a quick way to also burn bridges with the other people that you've established relationships with. You follow me? I'm yeah, kind of yeah, going absolutely. Along. So personally, I mean, I'm still like learning a lot. And I think one of the issues that I have with that is I feel like it's I'm being transactional. That's not how I lead my relationships in my life, or at least historically I, I haven't. You know, it's, it's people that I really enjoy and that want to be around me. Uh, and I know that's not to say that when you're networking, it's not the same way. But, you know, early on, it's hard to feel out whether that's, the the truth or not, or whether you are just going after this relationship, you're just continuing the relationship because uh, you think it's beneficial for for you, or if they think it's beneficial for them. It's just a personal issue. I think I need to kind of get past that and just just you know do it. You know. Well, well, sometimes like with your situation right now, you're on a mission. Some people are just going to really appreciate to that, and mm-hmm. they're going to gravitate towards that. So even if you didn't provide value for me, which you did. I would have, I just love the entrepreneurial spirit. I like the idea of what you're doing. 
Um, and you did come through another channel mm-hmm. that I respect so and that I trust. So they use their social capital. Mm, true. And listen, some people, it's going to turn people off, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Your, you know, you got your, your blinders on, put them on. As long as you know you're doing the right thing, you're not you're not looking at it as transactional. This right. is your mission. If you're on a quest to do something, then then just be honest about that. Hey, here I've got this idea. Here's my business. This is what I'm looking to do. You came through whatever channel they spoke highly of you. Would love to learn. You know, if you got a couple of minutes to help me in this capacity, there's going to be a day where I look to, to to be able to reciprocate. There might not be, but hey, mm-hmm. here, you know, here, here's my situation and. There are going to be some people that connect with. And then once you start talking, like you said, you don't like the small talk, you start getting into more uh, of the deeper things, mm-hmm. there will be a connection. Right. And it's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it might not happen today. It could be 20 years. Yeah, right. So what do you, here's another question. What do you think of podcasts as like a, a networking tool? You think, I mean, you can find really interesting people. I mean, I know for myself, I've found some really interesting people that actually have become like, you know, not advisors, but have helped. So that I reached out to after I heard them on a podcast or on the flip side, um, like you, now that you're putting yourself out there, people people can come to you now, right? And use you, use your service because you know, they see that you're a good guy and that you know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, it's, it's a great point. It's funny, I hadn't even thought about that. And then I've actually already had people that have reached out. So it wasn't something that I was thinking about. And it is a little overwhelming, actually, yeah. to be honest. And I'm not even out there like the Tim Ferriss. <laughs> I don't know how these guys do it. Well, that's what they all say. It's like, how many times can you say no in a day, right? Yeah. Like, because they just, they need to pull back. It was almost like I was saying before with all the different ideas, you know, the f- lack of focus is damaging yeah but when you can you know pare down on that when you can choose from a thousand different questions and answer one of them then that's where the real value is Mm, ain't that the truth so i want to get back to something that you were saying before about how you were trying to reach out to some of these people there's Mm. a gentleman that actually was on my show and i'm going to introduce you to him Mm. his name is jesse k 17 years old this kid's a dynamo and Mm. i don't want to steal the thunder of his show (laughs) hear it but uh in a nutshell he started when he was i guess he was 16 at the time and uh in less than a year he started a podcast with on a budget with nothing as a as a uh, awesome the outcome of a a school project and when and within 10 or 11 months, uh, he had over 100,000 followers. And some of the people that came on his show and that responded were uh, Mark Cuban, Jeff Bezos, Grant Cardone, Vaynerchuk. I mean, I mean wow, the list yeah. just keeps on going. And he talks about how he did it. And a lot of it was the saying and spraying and just getting it out there. Mm-hmm. And and there's and, uh, a decent amount of persistence. And then, you know, what happens is there's a domino effect of once you get right. One, and, and, yeah. and, and, you'll, and you'll see that. So that's really, so I wanted to address that. I know yeah. that, that was something. What's that, the show you, called? 20s under 20. But it, but it, it quickly more, that was what it originally was. Yeah, but it quickly right. morphed into something much bigger. And, and actually, after our show, him and I were just kind of talking about other names because, mm. you know, he's <laughs> he's outgrown 20s under 20. Yeah, 17. right. Yeah, so it's really interesting. You, I mean, you're going to meet, and you already are. I mean, you're, you're a social butterfly in general, so I, I think you already gravitate to people. Um, and, and people, uh, you got a good way about you. You got a good vision. Got some interesting things going on with this platform. Mm, appreciate too. That. Yeah, yeah, no problem. It is what it is. Do you have any uh, particular goals for PodSource? 
Yeah, but I don't want people to call me a lunatic. Let's hear so, it. No, no it I mean, okay. So like, let's get this documented. Some... <laughs> so you know, at some point, people called Steve Jobs a, a lunatic. Let's do it. No, I mean, there's a lot of different uh, ways that we can go. I mean, we we really want to be you know uh, a media aggregator. We want to like organize and unify and create. So so there's this great quote from uh, Ariana Huffington. And I think it applies so much. She, so when she was starting the Huffington Post, she would say, you wake up in the morning and you have something to say. And I, I mean, I agree with that. I'm, personally, I wake up in the morning and I have something to say. So she was like, so come write with us. And now, I mean, the, the ecosystem has evolved a bit. I mean, anyone can blog and anyone, but not everyone's reading these millions of blogs. And I think there's now this sort of um, genesis between, you know, visual like textual and and audible and, and and video as well so like blogging youtube and you know audio like podcasting i think they're all going to have a synergy so you're a connector i guess you're a connector so just like you know maybe i might be a connector when it comes to mm-hmm. relationships you're a connector of people through the medium the mass media yeah right yeah so we're yeah we're a connector we're a, we're a syndicate an aggregator you know we're making it easy for creatives to you know, host all their content in one place in that in that same vein for the audience to find all that content. And there's some really, really interesting things with that I'm, I'm not going to go into detail about, but just more on the the information locked up inside the the media. But we have some ideas and I mean, we have some iterations after. So we're launching in a week and a half, I think. No, no, the date today. Is that bad? Gotcha. Um, no, that's all right. <laughs> but we're, we're in March. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Ides of March. Yeah. Basically, we're going to launch the podsource.org and we'll, so we'll start gaining users, gaining traction, have some podcasters come onto our uh, network. We've have some original content and are, you know, talking to some pretty distinguished, you know, entertainment people. But that's not just, we, we want it to be anyone. You know, they'll, people will follow their lead and uh, follow your lead. And we think that once we have people on our platform, then it's just going to be, it's going to source itself. That's great. Tell me about some of the people that you've met in this journey. Hmm. Some of the people that I've met in this yeah, journey. What, I mean, what types of people? Like in, yeah. In, yeah. No, that's a good question. I mean, I've met a lot of really, a lot of smart people. I mean, I, at its core, like people that are just, I guess this concept is kind of like intellectual in a sense, you know, it's mostly based on like information and knowledge and things like that. Sorry to interject that question, but does anybody not think this is a good idea? Not to my knowledge. Yeah. I mean, most of the people that I talk to are like, yeah, like I am very interested. And the real question becomes then is, aren't other people doing it? Yeah, that was the first and, thing that came to mind. I love the idea, but that was like, yeah. how is no one else doing this? Yeah, I mean, maybe there are other people hiding behind closed doors just like we are. I mean, we just cast down the stealth mode curtain last week. I tend to think that people aren't because people don't really like change that much, you know, and don't really think of how to evolve something until it's actually there. Obviously, there are those thinkers, you know, that that fall into the category of let me break this so that I can remake it. As far as the people go who are involved in podcasts, I don't think they're trying to break down the, 
the foundation so that it can be rebuilt. It's it's cool. It's a good market. It's grown every year since 2012, before 2012, actually, yeah. I think. It's been like 14% or something. It's a really cool number. Um, and now as many people are listening to podcasts as are on Instagram in America. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so it's, it's really a blossoming industry. And I mean, some new ad revenue numbers have come out recently by Apple. What, what are those? Do you know those numbers? Oh, no, I don't know off yeah, the top gotcha. of my head, but it's it's like very promising. People weren't able to really measure ads. That's actually one of the things that, I mean, we're working on is where since there's a visual element, you can now, you know, have your sponsors post their um, their the banners and their, yeah, their, yeah, exactly. So you'll have metrics on who the penetration for, for an advertising. For most people out there, if you don't mind, educate them on, the, I forgot if it's uh, CPM or DP, uh, what's the acronym that measures the amount of people that are listening and that, that helps you to generate the amount of, of what you can charge per ad. But l- before you answer that, I still want to know about the interesting, some of the interesting people. Oh, okay. Okay. About. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I've talked on the phone with like a bunch of different, I don't want to call them VCs, more like angel investors and some C like CFO candidates. We were actually going out and looking for, you know, chief financial officers to kind of navigate the, you know, investing if we wanted to get in there. We kind of pulled back on that a little bit. One guy in particular that I've met is Lou Kerner. He's uh, a venture capitalist. He wants to work with us for, you know, launching his like media side. So one of the people that we're getting on to, so Jeff Bond is a He's a writer for Geeked. He's writing a book on Narcos right now. He does, that's what he's like a series writer. He's a big Star Trek dude. He's He wrote on um, The Orville, the one with Seth MacFarlane. He wrote the book for that. And another woman who's, uh, she's going to be on our, one of our new podcasts is Sandra Ponce de Leon. She's got her own Popping the Bubble. I'll plug it in for her. She's really cool. Nice lady. So what do you do with these people? How do you plan on back to networking for a second? What will you do with these relationships? Are these people you've just met along your journey or these people that are, that you uh, have enjoyed meeting and are, are worth taking time, your time and your energy to develop deeper relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to associate with someone that I wouldn't want to spend time with. You know, Uh, I forget who says the quote, maybe Naval Ravikant or something, but he's like, if you couldn't see yourself working with them for 10 years, don't work with them for a day. And it's really prevalent. No, I mean, provocative rather. It makes sense. I mean, kind of like what I said before, there's everything is just a series of one days, you know? In that sense, I mean, these are people that I like and I think are interesting and, you know, have good values and want to continue working with. Good. So what will you do to stay in touch with them? Hmm. I sent Sandra an email last night and I was just like, it was an idea for the podcast. I mean, Jeff, I will send, we'll like texts sometimes, talk on the phone with both. I talked to Sandra the other day. I'll talk to Jeff on the phone, just give ideas most because these, so these are our content people. We'll talk about ideas and, you know, getting the word out and things like that. So Jeff Bond's podcast is the bond of geekdom. Um, so if you're, if you're nerdy, trekky, they have some cool conversations. Yeah, mostly just like phone and we'll we'll meet for coffee and things like that. So, so you travel a lot though, and you've been a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I bounce around a lot. I'm kind of distractible that way. 
So you must have met some interesting people along your journeys there. Absolutely. What will you do? Same thing? Is it emails, texts that you're going to use to stay in touch with everybody? Mm -hmm. Well, or? you know, some of them yeah. are, some of them, it's really interesting. Some of the, the coolest people you meet are ones that it's like deliberately left as we're not going to connect again. You know, like it was a cool meeting and it's not like it was like this needs to be over. It's just something that has almost more resonant value. So I, I just met this really, really smart, interesting guy at a barbecue place in Austin, Texas. And I was just passing through and I wanted to go to this place. And he saw I had a big heaping plate of food and he was like, you're not going to eat all that. And I did, but he was like, nice show. He, he's asking. <laughs> yeah. So he, we just struck a conversation and he was this, so he was involved in, um, the you know like the internet boom and he was like uh I, I don't remember what company honestly but he was just giving me you know kind of like advice and tutelage and talking about california because that's where i was headed and uh, so things like that we never i i don't know the guy's name but i do have i wrote a few quotes down that he said because i like quotes and he's a great dude i've definitely met a lot of people and you know i, I lived in spain for a little bit and i've made some really really deep relationships there that I think I'll maintain for a long time. That's great. I'm um, going to Seville this summer. Oh, you are? Yeah. Beautiful city. Never been. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. I love that country. The yeah. culture there is perfect. No one's ever said a bad thing. No. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. And why don't? Maybe that's why they uh, have the economic struggles, because it's too, <laughs> life's too good. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of relationships are good for you right now in this stage of your business? Because I'd love for people that are listening that could benefit from knowing you and vice versa to, mm. to connect with you. I mean, there's room for everyone, honestly. And when you're a young company like this, you know, uh, I want to hire a ton of people, but I, I just can't, you know. So what we're looking for immediately is kind of the, you know, savvy investor, not for the money, but more just because they have the experience and the kind of know-how and of what is, you know, valuable in a in a young company. Sorry, you were about to say something. Yeah, well, so getting back to the strategic advisor investor, right. in, in what area? I mean, do you want someone that comes out of tech? You think someone that's going to come out of media? You think someone that's like, who, you know, if well, you Well, I mean, there's room for anything, yeah. honestly. Personally, I, I really want to get involved with a, like a woman venture capitalist. We we talked with this. I think the whole like boys club ethic is just backwards. I mean, even at its core, like at the bottom level, I mean, 50-50 podcast users, 50-50 media users. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I mean, deeper than that, I think it's it's very important to have, you know, a well-rounded. I agree. And it's funny, you bring up an interesting point, and I, we're, we're starting to run out of time here, but I'd love to know, at least, at least the gentleman, getting back to this Jesse K, mm. he, his audience is primarily, it's predominantly men. And he doesn't know the exact numbers. I think we said 60 and 40% women, mm -hmm. but don't quote me on that. Seems to be in tune with what I had read as a majority of people that uh, that listen to the podcast are men. But I do know a decent amount of women that are. Is it? Is it... Do you know if there's a, if those statistics A are true? B, do we know why? And C, what can we do to engage more women in the podcast arena? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the numbers are a little more even than you think. Okay. Um, it's just it tends to be like per podcasts, the listenership is teeters one way or the other. And it's not necessarily even if it's a male podcaster or a female podcaster, uh, although probably for the most part. 
I think the numbers are fair. It might be 60-40 in general, but that's fairly equal. You know, there are way more unequal things that need to be changed up. I know the, like, the demographic in general for podcasts is, I think, it's like 20s to like four, like mid, so like 20s to 40s working commuters and, and family people, you know, that are educated. And I think in that vein, once more women start doing the podcasting there are there are a good amount yeah i know two of them that are you know helping me a lot with this uh i'll i'll plug another yeah give him a plug annie rogaski is the um unraveling pink podcasts and that's that's for that's for the women out there but but she's a great lady and she does she does a good job but i think once there's more people like that then it'll it'll even out Okay, great. There's someone that I have in mind that I'm going to introduce you to. We're off the show. Mm, cool. So, that's good. So we're wrapping up. I think you've got an awesome, I love the company. I love the concept. you got a great way about you, a bright guy. I'm Thank looking you. forward to, to putting conversations with Connors on your platform. So mm. hopefully that helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anything in particular that you'd like to ask me before we wrap up? What's the most valuable networking insight you could give someone out of college? It's actually not necessarily out of college, but it's just in general, it's it's the mindset, mm. you know, getting back to almost the habits that you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's having a networking mindset. That's a, that's a thinking of others first and how to add, how you can add value to somebody else. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, that's paramount, you know, from there, everything else, you know, that's your quantum leap. Yeah. You know, then we can start getting into the particulars about, you know, building it out and who do you talk to and who do you surround yourself and creating those thoughts about having a, uh, I vacillate on this, but there are other kind of uh, network science experts out there that talk about having, uh, it's called a, a PBOD, a personal board of directors. Mm. So you know how your company is going to have a board of directors, but um, the idea behind having a personal board of directors, i.e. a bunch of mentors. So something of a formal more mentorship that you've selected and, and you've got those people that are looking out for your best interest. And again, that's a conversation for a much longer time because right. you can break it into, you know, how do you go about doing that and the diversity that's involved in that and how to execute on that and how to follow through. And that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Absolutely. But, but it's an excellent question. So if people want to get in touch with you, how do they find you? Let's see, what's the website? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I plugged it before a little. Let's give it so, another plug so, just in case. Yeah, podsource.org. Like podsource. <laughs> 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 .org, uh, P-O-D-S-O-U-R-C-E.org. That's the website that it's running under. I gave you the email before. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. I'm not going to give you my cell phone. Send me an email and we can, you know, connect. Or honestly, anyone, I, I complain about email load. But if you send me something and you think we can work together, whether you're a podcaster, whether you are want to start a podcast, whether you, you know, are an investor, you're uh, a programmer, content creator, have an idea. Honestly, I believe in collaboration more than above anything else. So is your, just to be clear, so you are going to have this platform, but do you want to be known as the podcast guy? So the resource center. So if anyone, all things podcast, is that kind of the association that you want to be recognized with? For now. Gotcha. All right. Good answer. <laughs> well, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the, the trek in from San Francisco to sit down with me today. Mm-hmm. I wish you the best of luck on all of your endeavors and travels and know that I am a connection and hopefully a good resource for you. appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Make it a great day. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If so, check out some of my others on conversationswithconnors.com. If you're someone looking to build a business, 
increase your sales, or make a career change, go to NetworkWise.com. There, you'll have access to a bunch of resources that can help you get started. Thanks again, make it a great day, and remember to always network wise.